I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Satan, you bow your knee. Satan, you bow your knee. You fall on your face. You fall on your face. COVID-19. to tell you guys i've been so amped up not only on tiktok but on oh on god. on the show legendary oh my god it's yeah, so I, good i saw it on I i'm saw, concerned about i saw you. that it is was legendary on, uh, the uh is legendary the um the voguing show yeah, yeah. it's on uh, crave honestly after episode one i was like this god, is good it's grave after episode two i was like this is fucking amazing and so i was so inspired after watching like four or five episodes yesterday that that I actually filmed a second TikTok doing a second uh, legendary drop because I felt like, you know, I felt like my first TikTok about legendary, I did this like voguing dance, but it was like, it, it really did a disservice to the voguing community because, you know, I just didn't really have it together. Hmm, really? And, and I was worried. Really? I was worried, you think I was it worried did that just, I was going to get chopped. You think that did a disservice to the, to the voguing community? Because, <laughs> hmm. Huh. I could have, I, I could have swore you could have been on that show, Brian. You, you vote well, dude, so com- committedly. If you go, if you go watch my second TikTok, you're gonna be like, "Whoa, he really stepped his game up for the oh, second one." Man. But I have to tell you, I've been really trying to commit to the drops because it's all about confidence and energy, which is why I love the show so much. It's, it's all about embracing who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I was just feeling it so much yesterday. I got really hyped up and I did a drop. And man, I hurt my elbow so bad, you guys. I can barely lift like my coffee cup. Hey, uh, Still? Because hey, uh, they hurt to watch, but for that reason. They're delightful. <laughs> but he, he just hearing your body against the floor, it hurts to hear. Speaking of fucking TikTok, um, uh, there is a tweet that came in. Look, we, we don't have much time to like to do our, our kind of like pre-show before we throw to today's uh, episode or today's uh, interview, I guess. Um, today's guests, plural. Um, uh, but we will we'll get to that. But before we do, there is a tweet here that came in from um, our friend Madison. And Taylor, I know you don't use social media, so you would never see this. But uh, <laughs> you, are, you are tagged in it somehow. <laughs> 
So uh, yeah, I, I have a, I have all the social media. Right. Okay. Don't... Right. Right. So you have a you have a Twitter. I uh, I should so... say I use Instagram to look at shit. I just don't like do. You're... I just don't do. I just don't do the 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 the, po- the, the posting. You're a lurker. You like to... I don't. <laughs> yes, I lurk. Yeah, I lurk on lurk. I lurk on IG. Um. So so this came in through Twitter. And uh, you're tagged in it. And what it says here, I'll actually just bring it up here so you can see uh, the tweet. Uh, what it says is... I should say, I don't look at people's messages. It okay. says... I will say that. This is at Taylor McGilvery when he returns from a yoga retreat on at Sick Boy Podcast. And... I, I, can I just explain... Jared, can I just explain what a POV TikTok is? Uh, I don't... Yeah, <laughs> just, sure. Just I don't very think it needs explanation, I, I can give it, yeah, I can yeah, do yeah. it sure. <laughs> yeah. sure. Okay, Taylor, do you know what a POV TikTok is? I mean, I, the the ti- the the name of the title of the TikTok, like the name of it, it itself it's is a, it's a very it's a very yeah, but it's a very <laughs> it's a very popular trend right now where people it's are a, making yeah, POV it's a specific TikToks. lane. It's a specific <laughs> lane on TikTok. And if you, and if you start liking these, man, they're going to come up in your algorithm all the time. So just yeah. be very careful with this special lane of I, talks. I do I do not have a TikTok. All right. So so this is a uh, this you is do, Taylor, This is <laughs> <laughs> You do though. This is Taylor McGillery uh <laughs> just returning home from a from a yoga retreat. And and I want to say before we watch this, this is so fucking accurate. To real life. I don't know how Madison picked up on this it, with just the subtle kind of like jokes we kind of dig at you on the podcast. This is literally exactly what it's like. Hey, dude. Sorry, I'm like, Namaste, brother. Dude, what a year. It's been crazy. What have you been up to? That's cool. Oh, Mexican food. <laughs> I've had American Mexican food in so long. You know, when I was in Honduras, Honduras, you know, that's how they say it there. Uh, the food there was really spicy and flavorful, so I don't know if I'll like this as much. But how have you been? Oh, wait one second. Uh, I'm still Wasser. Oh my god, did I, did I slip into German? I'm so, I'm so sorry. I just want to water, still water. Yeah, it's so embarrassing, you know, it just kind of happens. Missing my new tattoo? It's somebody putting out a cigarette on a Dodge Ram. It's an inside joke in India. It means ashram. I mean, well, I've been there, so. Oh, that could not be more true to real life. It is the most annoying thing on the planet when Taylor returns from a trip. Uh, That is from uh, Lucas McCutcheon. On TikTok, so there you go. We Credit just, and consent. We just uh, we just shared we just shared a, a real TikTok on our show. So thanks, Brian. Oh, guys, that makes my heart warm. Hey guys, you know what I like? You know, Fuck. you know I like to you know I like to culture myself. Yeah. Um, so this week is a little bit different than than the past weeks. We're, we're doing a we're doing a podcast mashup. Uh, we made fuck with another podcast, and this is what the baby sound. This is the baby that came out of the podcast vagina of of what of of uh, after we made the love to make I this like where this is going to make this podcast baby. So you're about to listen to a mm-hmm. fucking screaming baby for the oh, next yeah. hour 
and that and that baby being a new podcast. It's not really a new podcast. It's just two podcasts that mash together. But the metaphor is that these two podcasts fucked and then had a baby, and then mm. the baby is the re- the result is this episode. Maybe yeah. just take that from the top again. <laughs> So, uh, so a little bit of a, a new thing this week, uh, a different thing. We, we actually did a podcast mashup with um, Canadian politics is boring. So it's, it's kind of funny because like when we, when we do these uh, Feel Good Friday episodes, it, like I, I always, I, the, the two things that I, that I really like that we try to do on the show for the most part is like keep it somewhat evergreen so that like you could, I mean, it's, I, I, yeah, we're talking about current events and like topics that are happening now, but, but also, you know, we want to try to keep it so that someone could listen to this, uh, this episode, like, you know, six years from now and be like, Oh wow. That, that was a great listen. I, I didn't waste my time today. Um, but also <laughs> I, I like, I never, that's wa- the goal. <laughs> I never want to get like super political with the show. Mostly because I'm just fucking tired of politics and just like kind of grossed out by it in general. Um, so we did a politics show, but but <laughs> but we came we came to uh, we came to find out about uh, a, a, a new podcast, a newer podcast from our friends Reese and Jesse, and uh, they're actually uh, podcasters from here in Halifax. And we 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 heard about their show. Their their show is called Canadian Politics is Boring. And um, we decided to have them on the show. The way it works, and, and you'll, you'll hear this, but the, basically the way it works is Reese, who's not from Canada, um, teaches Jesse, who is from Canada, about Canadian uh, politics and the history of Canadian politics um, to prove to Jesse that Canadian politics are not indeed boring. They're, they're quite interesting. And they brought to the table uh, an, a politics history lesson for us that was kind of uh fits within the realm of sick boy um it, it the themes of the show are something that we wouldn't typically like shy away from and it made a lot of sense for us to do this little mashup and it, it turned out to be really fun and i learned of honestly honestly like it was fucking fascinating what what reese uh dug into and taught all of us so uh so this is the this is our our mashup episode with Canadian politics is boring. If you like it, I mean, even if you don't like it, go give them a follow, <laughs> go give them a listen, smash that subscribe button, smash it and, uh, and give them a rating and a review on Apple podcasts and follow them on Spotify, the whole thing, right? Rate it, and review it. Uh, and if you enjoy this, um, uh, stick around. We'll, we'll be back at the end there for a little, little sign off and enjoy the show. Uh, hello and welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring. I'm Reese Waters and with me is Jesse Hardy. Hello. And we have some special guests today on the show. We have uh, Jeremy, Taylor and Brian from Sick Boy. Welcome. Uh, Woo! Thank you yeah, thank very you. much. Thanks Reece. for having us. Um, and, 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 and maybe I'll say... Uh, um, welcome everybody to uh, Feel Good Friday, Sick Boy Podcast, uh, yeah. uh, and uh, I'm joined here by Taylor and Brian, and and we're we're also joined by some special guests um, uh, who are uh, not a part of uh, this podcast, but actually Reese and and Jesse uh, from the podcast Canadian Politics is Boring. 
You know oh, what? Which it is. Hello. I, I want to start a podcast <laughs> called Welsh Politics is Boring. <laughs> yeah, it is I, actually boring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah listen to here, motherfucker. Maybe three episodes and the, the podcast would be dead. What gives you the right to move here from 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 Wales and tell us how our politics are boring? <laughs> yeah, so but, before we before we jump into uh, whatever it is that we're going to be taught today, uh, I just I'd like to talk about the your recent pod, most recent, what do you call it? Fun, happy fun. Friday, feel good Friday. Super, feel good feel Friday. Good yeah. <laughs> uh, I was listening to that, uh, your your vaccine episode while I was making dinner. And I just, uh, this is my introduction to your show. So I'm like, you guys start talking about, okay, so it's a vaccine episode. I'm like, oh, that could be fun. So the very first thing all of you talk about is how none of you know anything about vaccines. <laughs> and then you talk about how Donald Trump knows even less about vaccines, <laughs> which was a really funny. And and this was the part that got me. This was the part that really like I had to I literally had to take the phone, my phone out of my pocket and look like, did I press a button? Did this go to a different podcast? Am I on a different episode? Nope, not at all. Because there was zero segue, no transition <laughs> whatsoever from going about talking about vaccines, talking about the fact that you've got an expert talking about vaccines, talking about Donald Trump talking about vaccines, to talking about, I believe it was Jeremy talking about his favorite porn. And then, <laughs> and then describing in detail his favorite porn, and then playing that porn on the podcast. Yeah. Just the audio. Just the audio. Yeah, Play, Playing that porn on the podcast before we had a professional talk to us about vaccines. Well, yeah. here, here's, here's the thing, right? Feel Good Friday. Feel Good Friday started because of COVID. And to be honest with you, there's nothing that COVID makes me feel good about. It's been, it's, it's taken a, it's taken a huge toll on my, on my mental health. Um, and I, and I don't think I'm alone in, in saying that, uh, that it's been, you know, we've, we've for the last, you know, whatever it is, three months or so, we've been going through quite a trauma altogether. And so mm -hmm. the idea of those feel good Friday episodes is we are trying to stay up to date with what is currently happening in the world surrounding COVID, but at the exact same time trying to make you feel good about it while we do it. And so sometimes chucking in a little bit of porn in the middle of a conversation where we're about to talk to a very, very professional uh, doctor who works out of Dalhousie University, you know, it's just, it, it kind of just uh, rolls with the territory. It's, just, so. it's, a spice of, it's a spice of life. Just a dash of porn audio really just does the trick. <laughs> I, I got so depressed during COVID. I went for a jog. That's how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> I think this, I'm like, the only to your one. Exercise I, routine. <laughs> I, I might be the only one who has been loving lockdown. Like <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I've been thriving. It's been the, the greatest thing to ever happen. I I, I totally hear you. I, <laughs> yeah. I I connect with that idea. I mean. It's there. There's the, this this set of challenges that obviously come with it too. But you know, I find currently, and I feel guilty saying this, that the pros have been outweighing the cons for me. And I and yeah. I say that like conscientious of the fact that like there are fucking people dying. But mm -hmm. right, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's for me. Yeah. Well, good, Brian. That's I'm glad to hear that. I mean, it is. It's, I mean, part of the part of the reason I like it so much is because of the 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 crappy introspection. That's like okay. So to be real fair, ever since the decimation of the film industry in 2015, mm. uh, my life has been kind of in a downward spiral, and I've picked up a lot of bad habits trying to fill that void. And since the pandemic, I can't do 
any of those things anymore. And they all came to light immediately. Like, oh, wow, I've been doing a lot of crappy things. And it was just, it was very introspective and it was very like, oh, wow, okay, so this is, they've all stopped and mm-hmm. and I've kind of realized what I've been doing and it's been like a giant reset button. Like mm-hmm. someone has taken the Nintendo cartridge of my life and given it a real good blow. Mm. That sounded dirtier than I meant it to. <laughs> but that was- <laughs> we know exactly what you mean. So Reese has been trying to start a podcast with me for, for a while now and I've always been on board and he came to me a few months back, is like, hey, let's do a let's do a show on Canadian politics. I'm like, Reese, I cannot think of a topic that I would hate talking talking about more. Like, it's he's like, no, it's it, there's a gap in the market. We got to do it. I'm like, no, dude, we I, Canadian politics is so boring to me. And he's like, that's what we'll call the show. I'm like, okay, fine, <laughs> fine, whatever. And that's so that's where that's where the name came from. Reese, you want to tell the tell the rest? Like, I I I moved to Canada like two years ago, and I even like before. I moved to Nova Scotia I was like looking for podcasts to learn as, as a way of learning about Canada and the place I was going to move so I found hmm. your guys podcast like three years ago before I even like came here and I was like ah let's see what the sense of humor is like here let's see what people are talking about and I wanted a podcast that would teach me about Canadian politics but in a way that was not dry and boring and was actually quite entertaining and it didn't exist so I was like oh well I should should make one then and then <laughs> and then jesse jesse laughs at everything so he made the perfect co-host it's um, and then <laughs> we ended up just recording so. so the 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 idea of the podcast then is reese you you spend your time uh digging digging into researching and, and learning about canadian politics and then teaching jesse what you've learned on the show yeah, so it was like learning through teaching. So I'm literally one lesson ahead of him. Ah. So I'll, I'll just dig in and. But I I like the weird stuff and the entertain. You know, I don't like. Yeah, I could learn about the history of like the Liberal Party or whatever. But I I want to find the people who who like did crazy things and the people mm-hmm. who were saying bizarre things and okay. you know the the, the the more twisted stories <laughs> the better. And those are the ones that people don't hear about that often. And those are the ones that make Canadian politics not boring (laughs) right okay you know you know reese they say um sometimes there's a reason why there's a gap in the marketplace so did you find out then when you actually started doing the show that you were like you know what it it actually is boring it's an intentional gap (laughs) well we committed to a weekly show i'm like so i'm worried like in a year's time we're gonna run out no i I think i mean it's just one of our comments Comments uh, were actually like, I wonder how long it's going to take before they literally run out of entertaining time. <laughs> it's okay. We just find more boring things. It's I will say, though, that so, uh, like, if you follow politics in, in Canada, there there's usually enough um, Canadian drama, I'll call it, because it's not like the, the same type of drama you'd find on like the American Canada politics drama. stage, but like like there's some pretty good Canadian drama that's happening on a, and on a, on a frequent enough basis mm. that I think you have enough of yeah. a, a topics to cover moving it's forward. It's like it's like the drama it's like the drama of what Canada is going to do about what the US just did. <laughs> uh, but Reese, I know that you kind of had uh, had had prepped a little history lesson for us and and in in a in a way that that sort of like ties into uh, some of the some of the st- like themes that we kind of touch on 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 Sick Boy or, or sort of is like relatable to some of the stuff that we've talked about on the show in the past. Maybe I don't, I'm not really sure, uh, but uh, I'm I'm curious to know because here's the thing: is I also I'm also of the 
I'm kind of like you, Jesse, where I'm like, I, I, I think Canadian politics are boring, but sweet Reese, virtual high five. Yeah, Reese, I, I, yeah, I feel like maybe you're about to tear those walls down and and prove prove otherwise. Uh, what's what do you have? What do you have lined up for us here? Okay, so uh, do you do you all like healthcare? Are you uh, fans of healthcare? I, I absolutely, yeah. I would say, we like, sure do talk about it a lot. Yeah, healthcare's been. <laughs> I mean, it's been, it's been it's played a vital role in keeping me alive for these past thirty two years. So yeah, I would say I'm a, I'm a fan. Ten out of ten for healthcare in general. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so <laughs> I I I um. I, I, I've had the experience of like a European health system. I've come to Canada, and I know Canadians are really proud of healthcare and the healthcare system, and it is what really is, good. It is really just good. On, on the side, Reese. I actually have I I know nothing about the UK health system. Can you give us a quick thirty second? Okay, it was in nineteen forty eight. They launched the National Health Service. It was one of the first ones in the world, and it's universal healthcare free at the point of delivery. So uh, basically, what does that mean? Free at the point of delivery. I don't... It means you just you don't you don't need any ID. You don't need to give a number. You just walk into a hospital and you get treated for whatever you've got. You just oh, wow. whether, whether you've broken your leg or you've got cancer, you'll get all of the treatment you need to get healthy. Why are you booing that? That sounds amazing. <laughs> it was a sarca- it was a sarcasm boo. Oh, okay. <laughs> didn't, come through. Flat didn't come earther, through. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Taylor Taylor doesn't believe in anything unless it's it's worked for uh, unless. unless <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like, even in, in Wales, you don't even pay for um, any kind of medication. All medication is is free. Wow! 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 I, well, at, I say at, at I say wow I say wow but I haven't paid for medication uh, like mm-hmm. once in my life but I, but that's also because all the medication that I take is tied to my illness and ah, okay. and that's very specific to Nova Scotia whereas if I moved away I would have to pay for some of my meds so it's, huh. it's yeah it, it, Canada's Canada's a weird one because it's not yeah it's not it's not the same across the board but um, well it seems like the UK is kind of ta- has has is sort of like a like the next level version of what we've got here mm. in Canada. Mm-hmm. Guys, Although, I don't want to delay this from keep moving forward, uh, keep 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 uh, on going forward, but I do have to say that my mom, she she had a an operation where she had a a, a stint put in her her belly button and and she has to self catheter through that <laughs> because she had bladder cancer and oh she actually she has to pay for all of her supplies that she needs. She she needs to use uh use a catheter uh, four times a day, and a box of catheters costs her anywhere from two hundred and fifty to five hundred dollars a month, depending on how many she uses. Oh my god! And it's not covered, none of it. So, which is such I a guess weird thing. In, in the UK, would it be covered? That would be covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she tell her to move to Wales. Yeah, fuck. Mm. Okay, they won't even ask yeah. to see her passport or anything. <laughs> and she'll probably That's see a dramatic market. increase in um in in sort of like quality of life because she won't be she will no longer be incentivized to be dehydrated all the time i mean mm-hmm. Bri, have as she, like i know that um i know that uh, it, it happened a little while back but i'm sure there's still some around but the the whole like sort of outlawing of plastic straws like could she not just go to starbucks and be like give me all your plastic straws because like they're not going to use them anymore so 
Like, could yeah, she? Yeah, she has. That's she actually, a really she actually, good idea. Um, she she uh, uh, j- Jimmy rigged them all together with some tape, mm. and mm-hmm. she actually sucks it out of her own belly. Su- with Jeff, yeah, right. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, yeah. Jeff, yeah. It's unconventional, but it's kind know. of like uh, when you you know when you're siphoning gas from somebody's car, yeah, yeah. Right? like yeah. when you're running low, right? <laughs> Everybody does that, right? Yeah. yeah. Just don't forget to cool. spit it out. Thank you for putting that in my head. Sorry <laughs> for the uh, sorry for derailing you, Reese. Sorry. Have you guys? So have you guys heard of Tommy Douglas? Uh, that is a familiar name. I'm guessing he's a politician of some sort, uh, in, in the past here in Canada. So Tommy Douglas, the father of healthcare in Canada. That's exactly, that's exactly who he is. You get 10 points, Brian. Father of socialized medicine in Canada. I I feel like we should know that guy. (laughs) Well, we do now. We need to listen to Canadian politics is boring. (laughs) So, so in 2004, he was voted the greatest Canadian of all time. By a, a, a CBC television series, he beat Terry Fox, Pierre Trudeau, and Wayne Gretzky Whoa. to win. Oh, Don't those guys have the, uh, the Order of Merit? There's only four Canadians who have ever been awarded the Order of Merit, and I think Tommy Douglas is one of them alongside. I think Jean Chrétien won it as well, which is... I don't know. Okay, that Brian. Seems okay, Brian. To me. Okay, Brian. You prepared for this. We get it. Yeah, you're showing <laughs> How up. did I prepare for this? <laughs> we get I'm it. I'm a Canadian citizen. And I'm proud Dude, of my. I can see my, your my eyes heritage. tracking the Wikipedia page that you're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. Okay. <laughs> so he was the the premier of. Um, now, do you know what? This is embarrassing. I moved to Canada. This is the one province I can't pronounce. Saskatchewan. Oh, that's I, pretty good. That's the accent. Oh, that's good. That's you you did better than the people that live there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's actually, that's actually better. That's actually better than we would pronounce it here, because because uh, uh, I've I've spent a lot of time there, and I used to say Saskatchewan, and they isn't that how it's pronounced? That's how they I will say, say it. They will tell you that it is Saskatchewan. 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 Well, that's Saskatchewan. yeah. That, that's like anyone who says Newfoundland, right? You know, yeah, it's, it's, like, Newfoundland. No, it's Newfoundland. Yeah, I, Newfoundland. it's not even Newfoundland. I, it's Newfoundland. 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 Yeah, Newfoundland. I think, and I lived there. I think for the first six months I lived in Canada, I just shortened it. I just called it Sasquatch because I was easier. <laughs> so um, he was the premier of Saskatchewan. He was a member of parliament, and he founded the modern day uh, political party, the N- NDP. Oh. Um, and he, uh, when he, what, when he was, uh, I didn't know that. That's cool. In the 1930s, he he kind of experienced drought and the Great Depression, and he saw lots of people dying because there were no doctors in Canada. If you didn't have any money and you couldn't pay for medical care, um, and this was kind of like the driving force of his political career. He wanted to provide healthcare to everyone. So in 1947, the Saskatchewan Hospital Services Plan came to effect. So basically, they created like a health, um, you know, socialized medicine in Saskatchewan. And then the federal government saw how much of a success it was. And that was expanded to full health insurance nationally in 1969, where the federal government would pay 50% and the provincial government would pay 50%. I like this so he's, guy. Yeah, so he he like yeah. did. He's he's well regarded for a reason. He provided healthcare like in a way that had never existed before to to the whole country. So um, yeah, I mean uh, he deserves he deserved the order. Was it the order of merit? I think it's the order of merit that he got. Yeah. Is that the highest? Is that the highest recognition? Uh, yeah. He was he was uh, invested into the order of Canada uh, order and of became Canada. a member of Canada's Privy Council in nineteen eighty four. Did he get the order of merit too, though? Because isn't the order of Canada like a stepping stone to the order of merit? I don't really know, bro. I, 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 I,
So, <laughs> so order of candidates. So I, this is I'm I'm also just speaking out of my ass here. But the order of Canada is is what you can achieve for. So the the order I guess this like hierarchy of of order awards. That's the most that I know about them. Uh, mm. Is the order of merit is at the top, and it's for all Commonwealth countries. So yeah, I believe a, the order of merit. I believe the order of merit high, highest 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 order you can receive citation needed nineteen uh, parentheses. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yes, I think it's highest merit. If, I, if I'm recalling, <laughs> a great memory. If I can recall, from, from so you memory. actually do have the Wikipedia page. Open. So I was right, is what you're saying. And uh, and then the order of Canada is the highest you can receive within Canada, but the order of merit's above it. So yeah, and yeah, okay, cool, yeah. <laughs> so so despite being an awesome dude and everyone like <laughs> thinking that he's what a- we've boiled this down to is he's an awesome dude. Exactly. Yeah, if, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, he yeah. sounds really he a pretty did, rad. Did dude some to me. good stuff. Good dude. So, um, <laughs> tombstone. He, he, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He uh, did some good stuff. Good but he also, he also had a dark side. He had a, he had a, a dark oh, I was side. waiting for don't this. They all, don't they all? Let me guess. He's got a statue somewhere, and we're about to fucking, we're about to pull that motherfucker down. You're, you're, about, you're about to reveal, you're about to reveal some shit, aren't you? So, so you know, like, I, I, I think the this is, I mean, this this subject matter is 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 pretty disturbing. But uh, <laughs> great, awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think we picked the right collaboration. Yes. Yeah. Here, here we go. Have you ever heard of eugenics? Oh, oh yeah, uh, yes. yeah. I believe. Yeah, uh, let me open uh, that Wikipedia you, tab. You, you, yeah. oh, I've, I've, I've pre-prepared a definition. <laughs> it is eugenics a is. It, it, I mean, is let let me. Can I can I take a stab at what eugenics is? Go for it. Is eugenics? Um, when I hear the word eugenics, I think of, um, I think of Mengele. I think of uh, the 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 Nazi scientist that was doing some like really weird shit with, um, uh, like scientific shit with with. Jewish prisoners at like Auschwitz and stuff like it like is eugenics like, yeah, it's um, like selective breeding for yeah humans, yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah trying to like control bre- yeah yeah right right so like, like like dog breeds where they go yeah let's make this dog breed have bigger years and they selectively mm. breed the ones it was that but applied to humans which is oh yeah. my god yeah that like sounds, I said, it's disturbing that sounds <laughs> that sounds not cool so <laughs> so the definition definition is is a set of beliefs and practices that aim to alter the genetics of the human population historically by excluding people and groups judged to be inferior and promoting those judged to be superior. Whoa! Whoa. So you, you, you're hitting the nail on the head with the whole Nazi thing. It kind of it sounds like yeah, yeah. That definition's been in hot water forever. Are you, yeah. you going to tell us that he made healthcare free so that he could use it for that purpose? Well. He he thought he genuinely believed he could improve society through that, and this was like really popular in Canada and the Western world in like the 1930s. And I have got a eugenics. Eugenics were huge. Uh, there mm-hmm. actually laws were passed in quite a few places in in Western democracies at the time. And there's a newspaper from 1933. It's the <coughs> Montreal Gazette uh, from November the 14th, and the headline is. Uh, sterilization of unfit advocated feeble-minded increasing at disproportionate rate in canada the case for eugenics quebec fortunate in that best stock has large families 
So, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I guess it's like it's not it's it's crazy to think that from the lens of 2020. But when you go back, I mean, if you went back to uh, when were when was the emancipation of slaves? 1861, 1863, somewhere around there. 63. And and if you if you if if you were to poll people back then in like, let's say, New York, who who thought that slaves should be freed. You'd probably be hard pressed to hear the same, the, the exact same people saying that they think that slaves should be freed, thinking that black people were were of this uh, were not inferior. Like the like the the two like the two uh, ideologies or the two thought processes would have been separated. You know what I mean? Like, well, they, they even they even created that like kind of fake science. Is it phrenology where they measure the brain and the skull the and skull. the indentations? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they. I think, uh, especially in like the in in during slavery, they tried to prove that that was like uh, an actual science, and it was obviously just made up just to reinforce right. uh, people's own Racism. arguments yeah. and not make them doubt themselves for the, yeah. for the terrible things they were doing. So, but, so, um, <laughs> so what what kind of eugenics? Like, I, I guess like the the word eugenics is pretty could be looked at as as quite a broad. Yeah, <laughs> practice. I guess if you will, it's like it's like practice. was was he going like we need we need a world of of only redheads or like what was his like what was his yeah what did he think was I'm, superior yeah what, what was his end goal right yeah. he was <laughs> he was he was really just pro CRISPR and he was really yeah. ahead of his time yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. He, he, he understood he understood so, genome mapping. <laughs> in, in 1933, he he wrote a thesis, and it was titled "The Problems of the Subnormal Family," and what he was talking about was sterilization of mental def- of mental defectives and those incurably diseased. So he was he was trying to essentially stop people they thought were not fit to have children and raise children oh and function society, God. or being able to breed. So, <laughs> so, so boy, Tommy I, D, I'd be a I'd be a I'd be a goner in his in his world if. If things, I guess, like went the way he wanted them to, like I guess, like so, so, if, so I'm born with CF. Although, wait, hold on, what the fuck am I talking about? I'm sterile anyway. I can't, I can't make a kid. I'm no, sterile because it's a good point, though. Like they, they, the idea is they wanted to remove genetically inherited diseases, so right. exactly those kinds of things would have been uh, scrutinized, I guess, in families. And I'm going to apologize oh. in advance for some of this language, but this is some quotes from his, uh, from his thesis. Oh, Jesus, uh, here we go. Basically, he would... He, the, <laughs> so he argues that one of the key causes of poverty are subnormal families. Uh, uh, and he... The ones he d- described as mentally inadequate are anywhere from a high-grade moron to mentally defective, of low moral character, of low moral character, and a- is a burden on the public purse. So, I mean, that's a really general term. How do you decide who is what? It's kind of subjective. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, absolutely! Right. And and they're really take. I mean, in its simplest, in its sort of simplest form, is like taking and like you mentioned right at the, right off the top is, you know, that's something that we've been doing for dog with dogs, for example, for. For right. forever, uh, well, I guess for the past five hundred, six hundred years, or something like that, what, to when we we started using dogs for certain purposes. And look and what then, we've done, pugs. I yeah, mean, my right. God, man, that's. <laughs> I have a I have a French bulldog, and every time I go to the every time I go to the vet, I, I I actually have this like sickening realization that he just shouldn't really be alive. And I'm like, and I'm like, God, this is horrible. But but applying that same, I mean, when you when you, it's. I know that we all just inherently in 2020 know that applying that same principle or that same logic to humans 
makes no sense. And I guess there's, it's, I, and I'm wondering like where, why is that so obvious? Why is that so obvious to us now in the way that, and is it because we just, we, we see humans as opposed to every other like species and we just go, man, we are just such a jump up from everything else on this planet that, you know, we have a, you know, we have, uh, we have consciousness or I guess what we define as consciousness. And this is like, that's some, that's, this is like a sacred, like being a conscious being is sort of this like sacred ground. And, and, and we apply all these, you know, these rights and, and civil liberties in, 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 in good countries, I guess, um, across the board that says, Hey, this is, this is what you are entitled to simply by being a human and shit like that, like eugenics, <laughs> is a big no-no. I mean, you know, there's a lot of places in the world where where that's our next people t-shirt. aren't even eugenics is a liberty. big no-no. <laughs> that, I mean, it it is it's it's pretty wild that that. Like that, this was a part of his his like mandate, and like this was this was something that he you know like that wrote his fucking thesis on, and and yet he yet still like it's just wild to think that there's this side of of his Dude. like professional life, and then this other side where it's like he was the greatest Canadian of all time. Like I'm reading, I, I'm I reading like his his thesis. Which but that's propo- just us looking which, back at it because pro- at that I, time we would have gone. I know, I know. I but wonder if he's onto something. You know, yeah, I mean, there would have been a population no, of people. Think hold on, hold on. Of now. course, of course. But just how fucking crazy is it to to see like so those deemed to be subnormal, like you were saying, Reese, uh, low intelligence, moral laxity. What the fuck is moral laxity? Did you just drink uh, too much? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gamble, like, or, yeah, you know. yeah, you're promiscuous. Uh, exactly. So, so, so people who are subnormal because of low intelligence, moral laxity, or venereal disease would be sent to state farms or camps. This is the idea. It's like, oh, oh you, God. you moral lax person, we we put you in a camp, okay? <laughs> we put you in a concentration camp because you're morally lax and you have venereal disease and you're not that smart. So you go in the concentration camp and then. Those judged to be mentally defective or incurably diseased, so you with the CF and uh, you with the Down syndrome, uh, we sterilize you. We put you in... Th- like, this is... This is... Dude. Well, here... Actual I'm telling you that he would get, he would get elected now <laughs> in the United States because you look at him and, he, and he's got the healthcare policy of Bernie Sanders with the populist, like, fascist qualities of Donald Trump. <laughs> if you marry those two, <laughs> like, those two together, I mean, then you've got, you yeah. got the fucking next president of the United States. Well, here, how about we, how about we do this? I mean, I mean, we could go on for days about the criti- the, the, so fucking uh, the crazy, criti- criticizing the error of his thinking, which I think we can all agree on is obvious. But where, Reese, can, can you tell me uh, when or if when did when did these when did this way of thinking come under criticism of him? Well, when did people start to say that thing that this awesome dude did is not so awesome? Well, this in the mid thirties, twenty four U.S. states, Alberta and B.C. had already passed laws mandating the sterilization of those found to be intellectually disabled or morally degenerate. So, 
this was already a thing. He he wasn't alone in this. Mm-hmm. This was like a, a really common, widespread wow. uh, theory. This that is people, fascinating. But this is this is before this is before World War Two, right? This is in pre World War Two. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And it kind of yeah, plays yeah. into how we look at World War Two from the lens of our current generation and look at it as like this super super obvious atrocity, and how in the in the in the thinking of the 30s and 40s, it's not maybe not as black and white, given that given that thinking, given that there are states that are saying states and provinces in the U.S. and Canada that are thinking, hey, eugenics is actually not a totally horrible thing or a totally th- something to be completely uh, disregarded and marked as immoral and and inhumane. And I th- I think that's the crazy thing is that like. He, he he was he was talk, like you're talking about him go, sending people to camps, but also he wanted people to have medical certification before they were allowed to get married. You know, you had right. to be tested medically to make sure that you you were gonna uh, your your genes together would would be creating a healthy human being or a desirable human being, I guess, in that sense, as they might define it. Um, Sick Boy Podcast. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. The Dose from CBC Podcasts is a new weekly health podcast hosted by Dr. Brian Goldman that cuts through the confusion as we live through a global pandemic. Each week, top experts answer your most pressing questions about the coronavirus and other health topics, providing the latest evidence in a way that's easy to understand. It's your guide to getting through this difficult time. You can subscribe to The Dose wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper and listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media, the podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health. From doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. Correct me if I'm wrong, then. Is this when this, you know, so I guess this, this was like kind of uh, mainstream thinking. You know, there was a lot of people that were really on board for this idea in, in, the, in the early 30s. Is the, is the discovery of like the atrocities that, 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 that Nazi, like th- that, what, what the Nazis did dr- at, at, near the end of World War II? Like it was it upon that discovery that that the world kind of had this shift where they went whoa wait a minute this idea of eugenics is is like not really dangerous or evil because there was segregation until 1964 so like like even after World War II there was a class of people um, here that thought oh hey we're better than this other class this subclass that we're not giving these other rights to yeah right so but like, is, is segre- it wasn't the end of world war ii that no, like no i know brian but but is is segregation and eugenics those, those are those are different things no but it, it's believing that there's a class of people that's better than another so like right. eugenics is is it comes from the same ideological um core i believe right but what i'm what i'm saying brian is we've got a debate is <laughs> what, it's not what a debate I'm, it's a misunderstanding it's a misunderstanding I think you're both it's, right. it's, it's a misunderstanding because <laughs> yeah. what i'm saying is did it take world war 2 for the world to realize oh wait fuck no we can't be we can't be practicing eugenics and sterilizing 
people who are mentally retarded? Like, is that is that the way that they were thinking yeah. after World War II? It became really unfashionable after World War II because I think the Germans took it to like a unfashionable. Really, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> you know what I mean. It was it wasn't Eugenics like a common. So un, not in fashion anymore. So last fall, that was, it was so, yeah. off. It was off. Became I, off all trend. I know is that our individual comedy shows just got super super funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, man. I'm sitting here just listening to this. Like this. Like I'm just waking up. Don't forget, like, and and so, like, and you and you don't mean that it, you don't mean that in like the civil rights sort of movement way. No, I mean I'm literally waking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm literally waking up, and the first thing that's going into my ear holes are talking about eugenics and Nazis, and yeah. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> tell me more. So, <laughs> so I mean, I mean, uh, Jeremy, to your point, uh, the Nazis were the thing that redeemed. Uh, Tommy Douglas and uh, made him completely abandon these beliefs and see like the error of his ways. So he visited ah. Germany in 1936 on this kind of like event that, you know, where people like some kind of conference or something, I guess he was like, yeah, yeah he was like, world, you guys eugenics are doing it. Oh, we're thinking about doing it. <laughs> show, show, me, yeah, show me how you do it. And he eugenics. gets there and is like, Oh God. He booked out a big convention center. There was a podcast booth, you know, <laughs> so um, essentially uh, he witnessed Hitler given a rally and also saw some of the, the eugenics policies up close that were taken to this kind of extreme, like fascist logic. Wow. And, uh, the only the only quote I could find was the word frightful. Apparently, he used that word to describe it, um, and that was a big turning point. But I mean, Nazi Germany was, I mean, it's already pretty extreme eugenics in 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 North America and in other European countries. But the Nazis were taking it to that extreme of you know, like actually you know, wiping out people who were not classed as desirable. They were financially incentivizing the people they thought were desirable. So they would actually mm. pay people who had that kind of genetic makeup they approved of to have children and to, to breed as much as possible. And then they were sterilizing the people um, who they didn't see because they were trying to build this, you know, they, they, their the, idea of the a master super race. race. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so let me, let me just kind of get a bigger picture of this whole, like, just around the World War II, before, during, and then after. So before, North America, as you say, was very big into eugenics. And they were trying different things, and it was very popular in the public opinion and whatnot. And then, I, I don't know if this had any correlation, the Nazis were like, hey, that's a great idea. And they took it to this insane extreme. And then after World War II ended, North America looked at what the Nazis did, which is what they were doing, and they're like, Whoops, we, uh, okay, we may have been overstepping. Okay, so maybe that wasn't the greatest idea we did. And so, so really, we, we, it was like, do we have the, like, I don't know how to end that thought. <laughs> what's, what's, what's so wacky to me about, what's so wacky to me about eugenics and just to kind of go back to something we were talking what's about. What's right so at the wacky to me about eugenics? <laughs> the next book by Taylor McGill. <laughs> <laughs> To go back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier about comedy and the power of comedy is that something that's really, really common in stand-up comedy is, is, is somebody thinking that a comedian is hilarious and really funny until they become the subject of the comedy. And, and then all of a sudden, some people have, you know, all of a sudden, well, this, you know, this, uh, this comedy set isn't so funny anymore because now I'm not, because now I'm the butt of the joke instead of, instead of laughing at the joke. And it kind of strikes me as, and you, you can kind of see how, how eugenics might become a popular idea 
amongst a, a large population of white people who have uh, in, in a country like the U.S. and Canada with large, large, uh, large populations of white people who are thinking to themselves when they see eugenics, I'm part of the I'm part of the the, the good the good group. I'm part of the group that's going to get because this right. is what's coming out in the literature. <laughs> And then it's like, and then and then you've got then you've got subgroups of of uh, you know, and now let's let's just say, for example, everybody who's white is going, hey, like in the literature, they're saying that the, that white people are at the are in this group that this group that should that should go on and 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 be breeded for whatever, and then it's like, okay, but uh, white people with uh, you know children who have cystic fibrosis, it's like, well, now you're not in that group anymore, and so then those people are like, hey, whoa, 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 hey. I thought that I was in the group. I thought that I was a right. part of it. And then, and then quickly realizing that everybody, almost everybody on the planet, at some point in this sick game of eugenics, is no longer a part of the group that gets to go forward and be in this, you know, whatever they thought it was, a master race. Like, everybody on some level has some type of, whether it's a, a medical flaw or it's a mental flaw or it's a physical flaw or whatever. Like, we all have... We all come in with our with something that's not. Do you perfect. think none of us are perfect? Do you think that's where Hitler lost momentum when he when he started talking about the Aryan race because he was like all of a sudden weeding out like the brown haired, brown eyed people? Yeah, and he was like, "Damn it, that's me." <laughs> He's like, "Shit, I just realized that I just lost up my own game." <laughs> but the weird thing, I guess, with eugenics, like you're you're saying, Tyler, um, the the thing with eugenics is that who you, you you pass a law saying we're going to sterilize undesirable people then you 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 define who the undesirables are you look at like anti-terrorism legislation where they go well we need to indefinitely detain terrorists but then you reframe who you consider a terrorist and that could mm. literally apply to anyone so right. the danger of those kind of ambiguous uh kind of uh, pieces of policy and, and you look at mm. like them saying antifa is a terrorist group which basically just means anyone who doesn't like fascism is a terrorist right. <laughs> which right. is you know which is such a which is basically everyone insane. who is not racist yeah. so, like, <laughs> it's why like it's why i mean this is i i i i have i have become more i would say i would say in, in high school I, I went to i went to a school in the u.s for 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 high school and i became really attuned to u.s politics and that was probably the the that was probably the the time where I started to become more tuned into politics in general and what policies and legislation actually means and and thinking about how and and thinking over the past few years of how when legislation is is uh is passed or legislation is proposed whatever country it's in is that that legislation when it's proposed is almost always of good intention initially but it's the downstream effect of what legislation has and the precedent that a piece of legislation sets which allows the door to be open to this to this other thing and then this other thing and then to 10 and 20 and 30 years from now you know you realize that this piece of legislation that was laid down in 2020 actually laid the groundwork for you know this you know maybe the biggest uh human rights violation that the world has ever known in 2050 Ooh. but we just didn't even see it because of because we just couldn't look out that far in the future, or we just didn't understand what we were laying the groundwork for, mm. mm -hmm. or we so, were reacting to a situation in the at the present time rather than actually thinking, taking that time to think proactively about how it would affect the future. Mm -hmm. And 
the the I, I mean, I really like the story of Tommy Douglas because ultimately he then what he he almost did like a complete turnaround. So rather than saying we should sterilize, we should kind of stop um, people with, with uh, health issues and with with mental health problems from being able to to breed and be part of normal society, he went the other way where. Uh, when he became premier of Saskatchewan, he actually introduced therapy and vocational training, mm. uh, and his policies almost were the complete opposite. Where it was rather than uh, ignoring or limiting these people's role in society, we need to support them and uh, help them be as proactive and uh, and contribute to society in the way they mm. can. He also increased increased funding for psychiatry as well. So it's like. As a story wow. of, of someone growing as a human being <laughs> from like a moment. Good thing, uh, good thing, cancel culture wasn't a thing back then. Uh, yeah, never, he would never, never would have had a chance. He never would have had a chance to go on and do all those awesome things. I mean, I gotta say, it's been a roller coaster learning about this guy because at first I was like, I love him, and then at the next second I'm like, this fuck this Nazi, and now I'm like, yeah, you know what, this guy's all right in my book. <laughs> I, I guess maybe that's why he didn't. So uh, just to just to fact check myself, I did actually Wikipedia to see if he won the Order of Merit. I knew it. He, he, no, no, I just Wikipedia now, and I, I was wrong. Oh, he's he just didn't confirming. win the Order of Merit. Um, the only four Canadians that have won the Order of Merit is uh, William Lyon Mackenzie King. Uh, Mackenzie King, no. Dr. Penfield? <laughs> Dr. Penfield, isn't that the Dr. Burntos? Penfield, Burntos. of course, yeah. Burntos. Oh, Burntos. Uh, Burntos. Lester B. Pearson and Jean Chrétien. I go to his airport oh, wow. all the time. So, oh, so the confused look on Reese's face right now, as we're all uh, <laughs> to our podcast listeners, we're in a video conference. Um, Reese is not aware. So, when all four of us, like when you said Doctor Penfield, all four oh, no of us idea. were like, Doc, <laughs> no like idea. Burnt, toast, burnt toast, burnt toast, burnt toast. <laughs> and Reese is just staring in confusion. He's he <laughs> did not grow up with Canadian Heritage Minutes. Oh my God, no. Reese, you need to right? you need so to Google. He doesn't and know watch what we're talking about. <laughs> Canadian Heritage Minutes. It was basically. Uh, the one minute version of your guys's podcast and TV commercials. That's right. Because yeah. they, they were really unintentionally funny. Yeah. Poor, poorly, poorly reenacted. I need these baskets back. I was going to say that. <laughs> it's only one more mile. Both of you are coming through the, the air world. across the ocean. The first time ever. Uh, so, I still have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's it's uh, okay, you YouTube and it's Okay. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, ultimately, then, um, so Tommy Douglas he retired from politics in 1979, having kind of set up for health insurance, and he he passed away in 1986 at the age of 81 from from cancer. Wow. Um, and I, I, yeah, I think I think what what a life though, and <laughs> you're right yeah. about cancel culture, mm-hmm. like not uh, uh, accepting that people can change, and then also become champions for the thing that you never thought they would is uh, I think I think he's still a great Canadian because he learned from his he learned the error of his ways and from his awful awful beliefs that he once absolutely had. which I think I is think probably the should, ultimate we, thing yeah I, I mean I, I I agree I think that's that's something we especially in today's current culture of divisiveness like we're dividing countries we're dividing that's what we're doing at like or at least what's happening it's really sad and, and like in order for people to get their voice heard we quickly label and divide and it's it's nice to be reminded that mm. people's minds can change mm-hmm. people can grow people can learn but right now we're labeling 
evil and good. And this is one way of thinking. That's the this is the right way of thinking. That's the wrong way of thinking. And then there's no in between. There's no gray area. And there's no there's no room for growth. Once you've labeled someone, mm-hmm. they've they're labeled for life in, in our current. So that we can quickly. It's it's horrible, but that's what's happening. So it's really nice to hear that there's stories of people who have been. Like just horrible, horrible human beings. That have... <laughs> well, ev- everybody, everybody thought Donald Trump could only drink with two hands, but he proved us all wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the water thing. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I gotta say, this is uh, th- and that he can that indeed a, walk that, down ramps. That was a history lesson that was uh, a Canadian Disturbing. politics history lesson that was not boring. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, certainly I, wasn't as, <laughs> as funny as you usually make them, Reese. I'll say, or bizarre or weird. It was just straight up depressing. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, I was I was looking for angles, but it was hard to find one. <laughs> yeah. but whoever, uh, you know, uh, for our for our listeners, if you didn't think that you could feel good about eugenics. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah, now Jesus you know. Christ, the wacky oh, world fuck. of eugenics. Oh. <laughs> we should cut that. <laughs> <laughs> and precisely but, why we need to leave it in. <laughs> but like, the, I mean, the crazy stuff is what, like, like you said about what the Nazis did and trying to do the Aryan heritage. And I'm just, I did have some facts on this. But they, they, they were like sterilizing hundreds of thousands of people, um, and obviously they were killing people uh mm. you know in the millions as well and mm. i i think that like the, it it just kind of shows that like everyone kind of was complicit in that nobody was flagging them up as being dangerous early on everyone was kind of going with the flow as of as that of a as a mainstream kind of idea mm. and then it it took this like, kind of really extreme uh moment for everyone to kind of snap out of it so it's kind of the lesson is that if people there's a lesson are, here? There's, the lesson is there is, like a moral to this story? This is going to get worse before it gets better, I guess. You've got to have some mm-hmm. kind of World War II yeah. to, to move on from eugenics. Mm-hmm. So. I, think it, I think it probably <laughs> also... Or a global pandemic, maybe. Or a global... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I would say that it probably also points to the likelihood that... Uh, when was this? He was doing this in the 30s and 40s. So I would say that there's a likelihood that, you know, uh, 80, 50, 60, 70, 80 years from now, there is going to be something that we all think right now in 2020 is A-OK that 100 years from now, people are going to be shaking their heads going, what the hell were they thinking? I don't know no, what that thing is. Agree. I don't know what it something. is either, but I totally agree with I you. I can yeah, tell I'm, you exactly <laughs> what it is right now. The amount of people, the amount of people out there right now that, that refuse to wear masks, that just for whatever reason are like, I don't need to wear a fucking mask. It's like Joe Rogan literally said on a podcast the other day, wearing masks is for bitches. Dude, yeah, but that yeah, but we already know that, that now. What? That's something we know now. No, but that's something that you and I know now. And and I guarantee you in the 30s there was there was a you and I who were sitting there going, this eugenics thing does not sit well with me. <laughs> I don't yeah, all know, the people do who were weren't I, in the group that was like, I, let's do this. Yeah, I'm thinking going, something bigger going, than masks, this but is, maybe this, you're right. It doesn't make sense. I, I, I think I know what it is. I think I know what it is in our, our grandchildren will look at pictures of us and say 
they did dog eugenics. Look at that pug. That shouldn't have existed. Yeah, you might be right. right. We'll all have, we'll, we'll all have <laughs> right. wolves. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be about politics. I think it's going to be about how we run our countries. And look, like the, mm. I, I thoroughly believe, and I've said this a thousand times on our podcast, that the way politics is run right now is beyond ridiculous. It mm. is a wrestling mm. event. It's about hil- hero worship and vilification. Mm. It's, yeah. if, if instead, think of it like this. If, you, if an election was coming up, Okay, and you guys were given, there were parties that were come up, and there was Party A, Party 2, and Party Yellow. That was their names, okay? And there were no people associated with these parties, no people's names whatsoever. Each party gave you this information. This is what the information they gave you. They gave you the history of what they've done in the past, how many promises they've they fulfilled in the past, and the promises that they're giving you if they're elected. And that's it. That's all the information you get. That's it. See, no, I, I, I don't think there should be any parties. <laughs> I think political parties are one of the problems. I think individually people do good things. When they're in groups, they do stupid things. Mm. And when mm-hmm. people have their allegiance... Look at us right now. This is yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying, Jesse. Are you guys familiar with um, Democracy... I think it's called Democracy OS I thought, you, I, I thought you were just going to stop at Democracy. Are you familiar <laughs> with Democracy? Have you guys democracy? heard of Democracy? <laughs> <laughs> are you familiar with Democracy OS? The, is that uh, a new no, operating I, system? I was it just going to ask. So... so, um, so Oh, it kind is of. too, isn't and it? It's, yeah, it is. Yeah. Kind of, but not really. So in, in Argentina, and again, like I'm going to give you like a, a half tr- truth here. I'll tell you as much as I kind of remember about it. But basically there was this um, Great uh, political party in Argentina that that ran on the platform that they were just going to put every single decision out to a vote through technology, through using technology. So everybody, what if they were elected, every single decision that they had to make would just be put on a website and you could go on and vote. And so uh, people started amazing. to get behind this, this idea. They're like, oh, fuck, I, can have, I, I don't have to just pick you know, somebody to represent me. I can actually vote on every single um, bill that's, that's, being, that's about to be passed. And, and so they got, um, I think it was 12% of, of the popular vote. And it wasn't enough for them to uh, win the election, but it was enough to to uh, encourage the the party that was elected to adopt their platform for certain um, wow. certain situations. So they actually the the party that was elected implemented it on like a you know like we there's this one vote coming up so we're gonna put we're gonna put this one up online you can vote on this one. So um, I my hope is that I think that be, with technology we have the ability to do that and you know the, one of the biggest complaints about uh, modern democracy is that it's a few hundred years old and hasn't really changed over that time. So, yeah, yeah. so why aren't we using technology to allow nice. people to have access to to be involved with more of the decisions on a, on, a, on a more micro basis? Well, I think that, I think that once I think that once <laughs> yeah. everyone yeah. finally <clears throat> wakes up to the fact that that they need a vaccine and Bill Gates gets those chips into all of us and and, and <laughs> the chips and, then then the, then the, then the technology will work because we'll all have the microchip. Oh, and Bill once, Gates is going to be the daddy all, then. You know, once we all have the microchip, then Bill Gates just has to press that button and we'll all we'll he just, all just has to activate us. That's right. You just <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah right. we'll wake up. We'll finally wake up. <laughs> we'll finally wake up. We'll be released from the matrix when Bill Gates activates us. <laughs> right. and, and and that story about Argentina just goes to prove the point that that you know. Canada is boring and Argentina isn't when it comes to politics. <laughs> That's exactly right. Thank you. Thank I you. think <laughs> I, I genuinely think that like 
if if we're going to do that, if we're going to do that, why not go one further and get like a super intelligent AI that doesn't care about uh, how people feel about politics? They just it just makes decisions on the basis of this will save so many lives if we just tweak this, and this will save so many lives if we tweak this. And I, I more, think that's and now we're going to that's eugenics. Yeah, 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 eugenics. Black Mirror we... episode. I've seen this. I've seen this episode. It does not end well. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and, and then just and then just just we just just chill out and robots do everything. Mm-hmm. It's called AI genetics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no longer AI churches. Genetics. There's just places of worship for the AI. Like yeah, yeah. it'll just be like the Jetsons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or 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 Terminator, one way or the other. Yeah, is it Skynet? Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for uh, for sitting down with us today and giving us a a, a pretty valuable history lesson. I think. Uh, and now, now, Brian, as you said earlier, we should know Tommy Douglas. Uh, I will never forget who that man was and what he did for this country and what he almost did to this country. Uh, <laughs> thankfully didn't. Uh, but, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot for, for giving us a little lesson there, Reese. Yeah. yeah thank you, Reese. Yeah, you know, as th- always. Thank you for listening and, and coming to bear witness to the fact that Canadian politics is not boring. It's uh, it's become a passion of mine. It's become a passion of mine now to kind of just try and prove to people who don't care about politics in Canada that there's actually some stuff worth paying attention to. <laughs> I see absolutely. See, this is where I'm. This is where I'm still contentious about this. I, 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 you've been incredibly entertaining so far, Reese, about Canadian politics. And sure, I'll agree that Canadian politics are not boring, but only because you've proved not that they're interesting, but that they're ridiculous. And in being <laughs> ridiculous, they are not boring, <laughs> but not necessarily interesting. <laughs> they, they definitely are a bit more interesting when you have a, 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 a smart-sounding gentleman with glasses who has a. A, a, you know, some sort of some sort of odd accent, British-esque yeah. <laughs> accent telling you, you know, telling you what's up. I mean, those are always Man, my favorite podcasts. You so. slap that <laughs> accent on there. Just, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, it just sounds, sounds, just sounds so marvelous. More I literally read somewhere that North Americans, when they hear a, a British accent or a UK accent I've heard about explaining this. something to them, yeah. they, they t- automatically take it as a voice of authority. Yes. Yeah. Like, they know <laughs> yeah. what they're talking about, right? I just walk around telling people what to do and make it up facts that they believe. <laughs> you See, could. I wouldn't. I wouldn't listen to an audiobook unless it was a British person reading it. <laughs> I think, I I think that, Brian, Stephen right? Fry is the ultimate British voice of authority. Oh, yes. I think. I love so, it. like in our in our podcast, I come across as the idiot, as the moron. Like both of us don't know anything about Canadian politics. Reese is just learning about it a day before he tells me, and he's coming across as this genius who knows everything. And here I am, like, duh, what? Duh, I don't know. And it's just, just take, like just my take mother was telling me, like, you should go on. The, you should do a little bit of research before the show, Jesse. Just a little bit. Make yourself sound smarter. I'm like, I, like now that's I'm not the boy. I should. <laughs> yeah, but that's boring. Yeah, that, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Reese, make something up on the spot and and tell us all. And and I bet you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, in 1973, uh, the first Canadian ever to reach the bottom of the ocean was a man called uh, David Allen, and he died, and he never came back. Whoa! I believe that. Wow. See, it sounds <laughs> real to me. Totally sounds real. I just I, I, I knew just you were lying that. to me, but then after hearing you speak for just three seconds, I was <laughs> I totally forgot. Can we all have a moment of silence for David Allen? <laughs> <laughs> 
he died See, doing Jesse, what he loved. So Jesse, the alternative is that you can be like me and just make things up and pretend like you know partially, like a, a partial truth about it, and then people will believe you. Because like most right. people, when they listen to a podcast, they're not going to go and Google what you're saying, right? Right. Yeah. So, so you, so you guys are going to now have to go and Google Democracy OS to see if it's really a thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. You could have been li- making that up. <laughs> could have been, yeah. Right now. <laughs> Democracy. And the reason why we o- only half believe you is because you have a Canadian accent. That's right. Yeah. Uh, do you- <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for being on the show and, and listening to the story of Tommy Douglas. Yeah. Thank, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. It's been a, an absolute pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. Well, I mean, as much as fun you can have talking about eugenics and Nazis for, it's, yeah. Hey, it's it's a, you know what I mean? Surprising like, if, a lot. Like Taylor if our said. Listeners, oh, if our listeners want to hear your show and find it, if they haven't discovered you yet, where can they find you? Uh, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, uh, at Sick Boy Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, Sick Boy Podcast on Facebook. Um, and TikTok. And, and tic- we're on oh, TikTok. for fuck's sakes. Brian oh got a TikTok. God, no, get off. Uh, get off yeah, I, I've been telling him no, but he just Whatever, guys. Hearing Gen Z. Yes. Gen Z is um, the next. The next uh, yeah, but thing. Sick Boy Podcast, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And, uh, and if, you're, if you're into that thing and you're doing it, uh, might as well go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review because that shit's important. So. Cool. That shit is important. And how about you guys? How, how, can, uh, how can our listeners... Uh, keep up to date with everything that is going on in the world of Canadian politics is not uh, Canadian politics is boring. Uh, just search Canadian just search Canadian politics is boring on your podcast app, or go to Canadian politics politics uh, or go oh to Canadian. God. I can't speak. <laughs> Canadian politics is boring dot com, where we have a half finished website. Um, now that's or, and that's the problem with that half finished website is that's true and it's become a kind of a running gag and. So we're thinking just leaving it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Um, you got so bored with making it, you just didn't finish. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> and now also, people are literally going to go check out our, our website just to see how half finished it is. <laughs> That's going to be the main reason they go. Yeah. And, and also, you can find we're on all the social medias. Um, and we don't really do anything on Facebook, though, because it's, it's horrible. It is so. horrible. Facebook is the worst. Facebook. Yeah, we're, de- we're definitely look- not on TikTok. I know. <laughs> I, I tried TikTok, not and it just made me, I was. I felt disturbed because it was just uh, mainly like young people under the age of eighteen dancing in their bedrooms. And as a thirty-five-year-old father of three, I felt very uncomfortable <laughs> um, <laughs> for, the, for the four sh- hours you, you were just on. Said, it, I right? shouldn't <laughs> be here. See, that's why you. That's why you have to follow people that are like in your. Um, in your Brian, nope, in your nope, genre, nope, and yeah. uh, and then you, then, you don't, then you then you don't run into uh, those <laughs> word you're looking for. There's demographic. Genre is just Brian. a fancy word for demographic. Yeah, genre, of which of which of which of which fifteen year old girls are not. <laughs> My genre, sad middle-aged man. Is that, is that my <laughs> genre? <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. That's awesome. Eugenics. Wow. wow. <laughs> Holy. Fascinating. What a fascinating conversation. Um, I feel like just the other day, Jared, like maybe... Because we recorded that, um, we recorded that maybe like a week and a half ago. Yeah, I, I, I brought something up to you, and now I can't remember what it was. I was like, oh, something that I didn't bring up on the eugenics show was 
I don't remember. And then I and then I forgot what it was, and it just popped into my head. And now I forget again. So sweet. Just the eugenics show just sounds like a horrible sitcom. The eugenics show, <laughs> Jesus. It, it. I mean, it's quite. It, it. What really is interesting is like. Oh. Yeah. Go ahead. You got it. You I got didn't, it. I didn't. I didn't get it. But I started <laughs> watching last night. I started watching Unnatural Selection on uh, on Netflix. It's a Netflix miniseries. It's about on, like it's about CRISPR. CRISPR and stuff. And, yeah. 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 And. Uh, and I had seen it a few times, uh, scrolling through Netflix, and then just passed by it. But uh, Kyle and I started the first episode last night, and it is pretty fucking interesting. I it, mean, it it very much is. I mean there there are there are like undertones of of uh, of yeah. You know, this could be the modern day eugenics, right? Is it? I because I so I'm, I'm when and I, I'm saying that from like the from like the potential. There's like there's equal potential for it to like change the world for the better, right? And what I'm That's what, really I, interesting. what I'm what I'm wondering is because I don't know a lo- I don't know enough about it, and I should probably watch the show. But like and the, I, like I know that this is gonna sound fucking awful, but I, for lack of a better way of putting it, do you think like what they're covering in that show? Do you think that that is a like that that is a like an like a a, a viable and ethical and morally uh, morally good version of eth- uh, of eugenics. Well, or is or is that debatable? Is that like because it's not it's not necessarily because eugenics eugenics seem to have a lot of racial yeah. undertones. Well, we just or, we, or we, overtones. We <laughs> just yeah, we just covered it for the last hour. It's like e- eugen- yeah. like the, the eugenics is the Nazis going we like right. it, we need to create a master race. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and that, Whereas, and which which means like no no more blacks, no more no more Jews, no more gypsies, no more no more people with like you know um, yeah. m- uh, mental disabilities. Like like that is uh, obviously fucking yeah bad idea. <laughs> like not good. Are you are you saying so with that CRISPR in, though? Are you saying that in but terms with, of with, like but with CRISPR like, instead of getting rid of, rid of like uh, or like creating one like master race for example, it's about eliminating like you know chronic diseases and illnesses instead so like it's like yeah. a better yeah. version of that yeah well, that's so how it started but then yeah. the nazis ruined it for everyone right yeah. well, my understanding. well no lauren actually so so Is so, so, so well you'll you haven't heard the episode yet with with reese no. and jesse it it's not how it started and and and, and oh. that's what was so surprising is like is um uh what was his name again? Tom, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Douglas. Tommy, Tommy Douglas. His his view on it was like it was actually quite fucked up. And 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 not not only was his view on it fucked up, but it it was kind of it, at this time, like in the early you know whatever early thirties, it was kind of okay within the public sphere to have this this. There was a lot of people that were on board with this idea of going okay, people who are. Like one of the things that it said within within the 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 broad spectrum of like here are the here's the kind of eugenics we want to practice. It was like we will we will get rid of people with who are morally um, who are morally like loose. I, I forget the, what the actual term yeah. was, but it was like morally loose. So like it's like oh you're a promiscuous woman, cool. 
like no babies we, for we, you. We'll, we'll make sure you oh. you you don't continue. And like that's bad for me. It, it, yeah. <laughs> bad, bad news for me. Yeah, I mean, you're ready to have a hey, robot Lauren. fuck you in the throat, which we covered <laughs> yeah. like a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah. well, maybe that is going to be eugenics. It's like no people allowed yeah. for you anymore. Yeah, yeah. Only robots. So, Lauren, like, we're drinking I mean, out of the same mug right now. We actually, but then the are. Like, CRISPR is CRISPR is is I mean the big the big debate and not the big debate and I think the thing that we're that that humans are trying to get more clarity on around CRISPR is there are there are two types of and I might, I could be butchering this so any science any but science people science backgrounds out there sorry um, th- there's I think it's somatic. There's two types of genes that you can alter or two type of alterations you can make, which one is somatic, which means that um, if I change something in you, it changes in you, and that's it. But it's, uh, I think it's called germline, where if I change it in you and you have a baby, your baby will also have that genetic mm-hmm. alteration as well. And so that's where it starts to – that's the whole like playing with God sort of uh, – right. Scenario because you are altering because then if you start to do that with everybody, then we are interfering with we're we're, we're essentially interfering with evolution and its right. natural process. And you're ethically um, like ethically you're making changes to somebody who didn't cons- <coughs> like has no opportunity to consent for that, right? Right, right. right. But, but, but and then, that could be good or bad because I mean yeah. the thing with the Chinese doctor right. was that he. He, uh, I think he's doing jail time for. Oh, he definitely is doing jail time. Making yeah. he's he's he altered like two or three babies to be <laughs> HIV resistant, so that they like those kids can't get HIV. That's right. Um, and although that sounds good, I mean, like you know, in a vacuum, that those kids don't have consent to that, and I think he also did it without the without consent of the parents and all this. There was a whole bunch of stuff around it, but yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I mean, like, so, but, and so we're talking about taking out CF and like being yeah, able to just and, fucking yeah, go so, in there and chop that shit. Yeah. Out of there. So my question is like, like, you know, I and I know that this is a this is a really touchy subject when it comes to certain disabilities, but like, you know, like, are we are we ag- are we as a society are we as a whole against the idea of eliminating? Cystic fibrosis? Like, are we against the idea of eliminating spinal muscular atrophy? Are we are we against the idea of eliminating, um, you know, MS? Like, like, are we against the idea of eliminating these these diseases, these illnesses, these disorders that that objectively cause yeah pain. And and I mean, like it's, and, a, it's and, a hot and, debate. Like, in, I'm, uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one to. And I don't think I would ever meet anyone who's going to sit here and say, "Well, I'd rather, I'd rather have been born with my CF." Like I can sit I, here and go, "Hey, you know what? I'm glad I had CF because it made me who I am." But I'd be. I would be fucking lying to you through my fucking teeth if I sat here and I said. Yeah, CF is was way, way better than not having CF. Yeah, I think. Well, what's, I the think what's the difference, Bry? With what's the difference, Bry? In the in the in <laughs> what's the why is it that um, it seems like uh, the Down syndrome community? I don't know. I don't know if it's specific, but that's the that's the area where you hear hear about it most. Yeah, it's like that's that's the um, touchiest area because like take take Iceland for example. In Iceland, there's almost no Down syndrome. Like oh, like literally zero percent, 
and it's because they do testing before um, they test for it before you give birth. So when a woman is pregnant, they test her they, and, and they and they recommend that they terminate terminate the pregnancy if the baby has Down syndrome. And it's really touchy to the Down syndrome community because, you know, um, people believe and, and, and I believe that like being born with Down syndrome, as much as it is a challenge, I would, I would really avoid using the word burden mm-hmm. as much as it is a, a challenge to have a family with somebody who lives with down syndrome in it it's like a really beautiful life yeah. like there's yeah like there's and a, it's and, and beauty in that existence yeah right? and, and we hear that through we hear that from people that like that that have down syndrome we hear, we hear that same sentiment from people who have kids that have down syndrome like like fit like like families with people with down syndrome and that is it the that, difference that, between... that to me make that to me makes sense uh that to me makes that to me makes more sense than than something like cystic fibrosis or something like and, or so, or, so, or something like you know like like um you know it's like like is it cuz it's intellectual is it because it's it because is it because intel, something intellectual has such a much more profound impact on who you are on sort of on every level I you know think I mean? Ver- versus I think your, that, versus I think your that is the reason. Suck. I think that would be the 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 um, differentiating reason for that. Although you could make but, the argument that Jer's different on every level because his lungs are fucked up. But I would also say that I would also say that um, Jer, you said like who you know who could actually say say take somebody living with CF who could actually say that they would choose a life with CF over a life without CF. I think that there. I'm gonna go out on a limb here, but I I would imagine that uh, although there's few people who would probably think that way, I wouldn't say that everybody would think that way. And and I understand. I understand, Dude, especially from I don't know, your, man. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. It, it's just because, and and take religious people for example, who believe that they, you know, God made them the way that they are. That they yeah, but God doesn't th- exist. I, <laughs> no, I, no, I'm, I, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I'm not. I, that's not for me to say. I actually but, don't. I actually don't know. So in, I, but, I'm joking. But you but, don't. But in think your opinion, exists. In your opinion, that's in, the, in your opinion, that's okay too, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, and but that's my point. It's like it's like the natural way that things are versus the way that we're creating things to be because we believe that they should be a certain way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I and, mean, yeah. And, they, I, this so is exactly I, why it's such a touchy subject. And, and I'm trying to take my opinion away from it because, like, when I look at CRISPR, for example, and the ability to like relieve a lot of like, um, you know, stress and heartache for families who have to deal with things like, you know, any one of the ailments that anybody who's been on sick boy has has to ha- has had to live with, then, you know, when I think about when I think about that, in my opinion, I think it's a really positive thing. But I also am aware that every single person or the majority of people who have come on our podcast and have answered that last question that we asked them, what has this given you? They usually offer a lot more up than what they answer for what it has your illness taken away from you. Yeah, but, and, that, but, but, but that's, that is a... That is a you might not like this answer, but that answer is a is a psychological way 
to, to deal with what to they, deal with what you're yeah. fucking going through. I, I totally to, agree. To make I, the I, most of what to 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 like to to in the very least recognize the shit hand you've been dealt and go, well, I can actually do something with this shit hand. I could look at it from this perspective and and fucking wallow in my own filth, or I could actually make something out of it. Whereas if you were born with a fucking full like a royal flush, you're going. So you don't even have to fucking worry about that shit. I can put yeah. my energy somewhere and, else. And honestly, it's funny, Jared, because if you, if you would have asked me my opinion on and, and if you would have asked asked me about this before hearing you talk about it, I would have guessed that you might actually fall into the camp of the person that I'm describing that might actually say, you know, I'm happy with my living with my my disease because right. you know it's made me who I am. And I would have guessed that maybe you would have been in that camp, but hearing you say you know, it's a way that I um, put my experience into perspective. I think that's a really important and powerful thing for somebody like you to say that that makes that allows people to understand that, you know, the shit that you're dealing with is fucking hard. Yeah. Well, it's it's yeah. like it's like if I ever if I ever it's like if anyone anyone remotely close to me or even not even not like even someone who's like like a friend of a friend of mine that I've never met. And I find out that they just had a kid and they, and, and, and I find out that they just found out that that kid has CF do that rips my heart out. It breaks my yeah. heart and it breaks my heart to, to have a conversation with that with like, and I've done this, I've done this countless times where someone has said, Hey, Jer, my friend Shelly just had a kid. You don't know her, but she just found out her kid has CF. Can you like, can you talk to her? And I have the, and I'll have that conversation. Having that conversation is such a fucking like, it's such a hard thing to do because I know the reason why I'm trying, I'm having that conversation with that person is to try to show them perspective as to, as to, you know, like, Hey, you know, like this is really shitty, but, but also it's not, it's not the worst thing on the world and like you're everything you're mm-hmm. you know you're gonna get through this and you, the, your kid your kid could grow up to like have a fucking really amazing life that's a fucking shitty thing to even have to have that conversation you know like that's that's for and for to to eliminate a parent from having to have that conversation with some fucking stranger to like give them assurance that their kid's gonna have a life like that's to just get rid yeah. of that altogether to me, that's a great thing, but that's about that's about me talking about CF. That's not me talking about. But, but I don't under Down I don't, syndrome or you know something this, where people is, would really argue the the opposite. But this is mm-hmm. evolved. This I've I've probably thought I've probably like whipsawed back and forth on on how I feel about this many times as we've because we've had this conversation a, a number of times and I feel like I'm always getting a bit of I'm always getting a new perspective and changing my mind a bit on this. But when I'm thinking about it in the context of this conversation about CRISPR. Um, and, and whether if we could take something away and, and, and not have, and, and like edit, like for, for example, like editing, finding out in utero that a child will have a disease like CF or, or down syndrome that you could go in and edit that and take it away. I'm like, I, I totally understand and sympathize with you have your baby, your baby has down syndrome or CF. Let's just, let's just simultaneously do, do both examples and of course you love that child. Like there's, there's no doubt. I mean, it's, it makes it, there's no reason why you, why you shouldn't or why you wouldn't. And, but, 
But as somebody without a kid, I can't, I can't imagine, like, it's not like I'm ever going to sit here and go, yeah, um, I'm, I'd be okay. And I want a kid with down syndrome or CF or CF. And that's not because I think that there's some, there's something like less than about, about a kid with either of those conditions. It's that there's going to be challenges and shit that that child, my child would just not have to, would just not have to deal with. And I think it's, I think it's reasonable to say that every parent or every future parent would want, would want their kid to have the, the, the easiest path possible in terms of health. I hear what you're saying, but I have an emotional response to like the, the down syndrome, uh, kid in that in that example like it like the i understand what you're saying but emotionally um thinking about like if if i found out that i um was going to have a kid that had down syndrome i yeah it's hard because i would i would probably feel some type of um sadness around the idea that it was going to be such a challenge for them and also the fear the biggest part would be the fear that when i'm no longer there anymore who's going to provide care for this person because once they're you know in their early 20s it becomes a lot harder yeah hmm. however even acknowledging that like i have this emotional response to you know that idea of not um continuing a, a pregnancy with a person with down syndrome because uh because you know that their life is going to be tough because i i feel like i understand but in, in the context of crit but in the context of crisper i mean it's because because now with crisper it's a very it's actually a very different conversation because because no, theoretically in the future it's no longer hey that you have to not have this baby it's it's like we'll just change that yeah we'll just change that and then they won't have that and and now you don't have to worry about when they're 20 and they get into their 20s and, and you know, you, whatever, if you're not around or, or something happens to you or whatever, that they, they don't, there isn't this massively complicated and, and, uh, and scary situation of how they're going to receive care. Like you can just go, this same child is not going to have to deal with that. Yeah, and again, like the reason why I was asking is CRISPR like the the morally good and ethical version of eugenics is because like and like the, <laughs> like the the eugenics that we know and the eugenics that we talked about in this episode and and like we know eugenics as the as taking what already exists and 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 scrubbing it out. Or sterilizing it, like like affecting humans that are already living their life and like enjoying their life and and effectively ruining it, right? So sterilizing the, the you know people with with CF or well, I'm already fucking sterile. But so. the point the but, point but, is but, that like, the point you, is you know what I mean? is that there is no sterilizing Ex- exactly exactly, and so that's why I'm like, well, yeah, like this this, and again, I don't know shit about shit, but. From where I stand right now, I don't know shit about fuck. I don't know fuck (laughs) about balls. Um, But what, like I, from where I stand, it it just, yeah, it just does. It seems like it seems to me like, right. This makes a lot of sense. Like this, this seems like, this seems like a good thing. 
you know, to... Yeah. Well, I think that the same... Oh, sorry. No, I think that the it. same ethical questions remain because it's the, it, what it boils down to in my mind is who is the arbiter of what is desirable or not? Yes. Because it's going to be different... Yeah, that's right. It, it, that's something that is individually. Yeah, if Trump was different. running like, CRISPR. Like the discussion you just had, <laughs> yeah, Brian yeah, and Taylor. Right. Like, if for you, what traits are desirable is is different, and that's fine. You're different people. But then, and then, furthermore, the mm-hmm. the person that is being affected that might not be able to, like the the fetus or the baby or whatever, they don't get to decide. Yeah. So I yeah. feel like ethically, those are the two things that, like, as tech, even as technology advances, those are the two questions that remain the same. Right, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. Yeah. But then you can yeah. decide, like, but then, but then, I mean, but then, then you decide sort of, for them. Well, because, I mean, because when you're a parent, you make, fu- you, like, for the first oh, long time, you make every decision for your kid. You make every decision that you think is going to benefit your child and give them the best shot at, at, at having a really amazing, a really amazing, and not that, and again, not saying that it, you can't have an amazing life when if you have a condition, but <laughs> you definitely have it easier. I mean, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody can disagree that you have it easier. But the funny thing is, is like think about how many times you have a conversation with your parents where you're like, you don't fucking know what's best for me. You're not me. You're not in my shoes. And then like th- imagine that they actually just had the fucking power to like decide. You know how tall you were. <laughs> Fucking, like well, that's where it gets real unethical. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, as a, as a parent, you are like you are you do have the you do. I mean, depending on the on the family, obviously. But like you can like you can say, hey, I want to live. I might want to. Hey, we're gonna move over here because I want my I I like that school better. And 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 the kids like well, okay like you know, and the, and you are ultimately like Brian like we made the choice to move where I moved and I ended up next door to you. You know, we looked at like five more houses when I was 10 years old. Right. But, but Tay, you're, you're also you talking and, about, and you're now also, my life is completely different because of my relationship with you. Yeah. You're also talking about things though, that are like, you're talking about things that, that most certainly can't be compared to on a scale of what CRISPR is doing. Right. Like you're talking well, about, not you're talking about you're talking why about, not? Like my, my, about, my relationship with Brian altered, <laughs> alters my entire life. From ten years old onwards, yeah. Like every like every fi- like every way that I am is altered from my relationship with Brian and Dennis. But it's almost and like you, there's like there's like an inability to know how like like a relationship to can be just as is going to affect the the trajectory yeah. of your life. However, like you know, actually going in and fucking dialing in CRISPR and modifying how your baby's going to sure look. But do you think of my whatever. parents? Do you think if my parents had the information like on the cut sheet for the house was like, and he's going to be moving in next door to twin boys who are athletic and fun and, and want to fuck around just like Taylor does. Would you like to buy this? Like that comes with the house. My yeah. parents are like, and, 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 and you know, they'll be best friends till the end of time. My parents would be like, yeah, sweet, let's pick that one. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know this, 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 uh, yeah, I don't know. This debate seems to be getting stupider and stupider. Uh, I, 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 I don't, I don't think it is. I, I, I really, um, I hear what you're saying, Taylor, and, and, uh, I understand, but then, like, I just, I can't shake the emotional attachment to, like, the Down syndrome community. Oh, my well, you God. Have, like, you have, Kyla, I mean, you have, geez, geez. Oh, my God. Dude, get the fucking girl a tissue. <laughs> Dude, we should cut that out with she's CRISPR. Got, she's allergic to mornings. <laughs> she's allor- allergic to mornings, too. Hey, Kai, real quick. If using CRISPR, you could cut out those sneezes, would, would, you, would you or would you not? I need an audible yes or no. I need a loud yes or no. Yes. 
<laughs> All right. Then it that settles the debate, then everybody. It's settled. <laughs> uh, uh, that's it. We figured it out. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, listen, go get your tickets to our live show coming up next week. Uh, it is on Wednesday, July 8th. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. Tickets are 7 bucks. Go to sickboypodcast.com slash shows for that. And um, other than that... If you're a patron, you get in for free. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get in for free if you're a patron, so you might as well just Fuck. go to patreon.com slash sickboy. Uh, that is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.